place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspots Comics now comic book fans welcome to the sunspots comics podcast issue number 161 where i strongly recommend but only lightly review the best of the brand new comic books that just came out this last wednesday june 13th and this particular podcast is dedicated to all the great dads out there it was just father's day and you know who you are the ones that make those sacrifices and do whatever it takes to make sure that your family is happy and healthy so thank you dads this one's for you I am your host and comic book advocate, Chris Latore. I hope that you and all of yours are doing extremely well. Thank you so much for joining us right here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast. It means a lot to me. Please hit the subscribe button to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Check out our past podcasts on our giant podcast feed. It's big. And please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube. All with one name, at Sunspots Comics. That's right, we made it easy for you. So let's start out with some thank yous. The first thing I want to do is thank our sponsor, PopUpTea.com. Go check them out. They have a huge, ginormical selection of nerdy t-shirts. That's what they're all about. It's some very cool t-shirts. Go to PopUp.com slash collection slash Sunspots Comics. You'll actually see some of the pop-up t-shirts I personally recommend. Of course, they're comic book related. But most importantly, use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you'll get 25% off of your popuptea.com order. That's right. Even the clearance stuff, which are only like 9, 10, 11 bucks. So please go to popuptea.com and use that promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS. You'll get 25% off. Also, thank you to my friend, Nick Papa George. He's the guy that sings our Sunspots Comics theme song. I always have to thank him. Because the theme song is amazing, I love it still, even after 161 podcasts. Please check out his band, Nick Papa George's band, called Solution. He's the lead singer and guitarist. Just go to solutionmusic.net or even over to facebook.com slash solutionreggae. You'll see links to their music and some upcoming show dates. If you love reggae and rock and ska and just music that makes you feel good, you're going to love Nick Papa George's band called Solution. Go and check them out, facebook.com slash solutionreggae. Also, a thank you, a gracias, to my son, Justin Jables Latori, for his work on our Sunspots Comics spin-off podcast called Sunspot Scene. Sunspot Scene is my son Jables and some friends. They talk about movies and TV shows of all genres. That's pretty much the only area they cover, but it's not just the comic books, so it's a little bit more mixed into all types of genres of television shows and movies. you got to check it out. They also even sometimes play this hilarious little game at the very end, so you got to listen all the way to the end. But check out Sunspot's scene. If you, if you subscribe to this podcast, you're already going to get it. But they're also available on the SoundCloud and all the other podcatchers. And you can also check them out on Instagram at Sunspot Scene. So if you like movies and TV shows, check out our spinoff podcast. So now let's jump right into the Sunspot's Comics Podcast, issue number 161. Uh, starting out with some stuff that's been floating around inside my nerd brain. The first nugget of nerd lodged ever so deeply in my nerdy frontal lobes is I'm going to be taking a trip. I'm going to be visiting comic book stores in Dallas and in Houston for Aftershock Comics. That's right. I'll be in Dallas Tuesday through Thursday 
That's this Tuesday, Tuesday through Thursday, the 19th through the 22nd, and Houston from uh, that Thursday through Saturday the 23rd. So if you're listening and you live in those areas, Dallas and Houston, I'm going to be at most of the comic book shops in those cities. So you could see me. I'm usually wearing my Aftershock comic book uh, t-shirt. And just come say hello. I'll be um, usually talking to staff and taking pictures because we actually, at Aftershock Comic Comics, we take the picture that we take inside the store and we print them in our actual comics. Just go to the back of any Aftershock Comics comic book and you'll see some pictures and sometimes me with my giant head in there. But uh, I'm super excited. I've never actually been to Dallas or Houston, so I can't wait to see what the area looks like. Um, I can't wait to visit a ton of comic book shops and say hello and meet some staff and it's just my favorite kind of people on earth, our comic book staff people. They're the greatest. Uh, most importantly, thanking them for selling Aftershock Comics. That's why I go to these stores and visit them. Um, and here's a list. So if you're listening and this is one of your local comic book shops, I'll be there very soon this week. In Houston, I'll be at DNA Comics, at Emerald Dragon Books, at All Star Comics, Bedrock City Comics, Heroes World, and Space Cadet. So that's all in Houston. And in Dallas, there's a few more. Titan Comics, Collected Comics, Duncanville Books, More Fun Comics and Game Games, Zeus's Comics and Collectibles, Lone Star Comics, Red Pegasus Games and Comics, Madness Games and Comics, and Keith's Comics. So if you're in Houston or Dallas and those are one of your local comic book shops, come on by, say hello, stop by, say hello to me, Chris from Aftershock Comics. By the way, I usually carry some Aftershock comic books with me to give away, so come on down. So I'm really excited, can't wait to go to Dallas and Houston again this tomorrow, Tuesday through Saturday. So come and say hello. And the last thing that's lodged up inside of my nerd brain is that I'm actually creating my very own comic book called Zombie Destroyers. Zombie Destroyers is something I've been kind of whittling away at since I was a kid, and I'm just so excited to make my own comic book my way, and I'm doing the writing and the coloring and the lettering, and a good friend of mine, Jordan Hudson, is doing his gorgeous art. Check his stuff out on Instagram at scablad, S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D. Thank you, Jordan. Your art is fantastic. And just a quick Zombie Destroyers update. Uh, We have uh, now reached the end of issue number one of Zombie Destroyers. I got the last two pages from Jordan, and they are gorgeous. And I also have kind of a a Zombie Destroyers announcement. Sort of, kind of. I am very close to booking a colorist. Yes, for Zombie Destroyers, my comic book. I was going to jump in there and do the coloring myself. And I've, uh, again, uh, fiddled around with it. But I really want the colors to be done professionally and correctly. So... And I'm still learning the coloring process, and it's just going to take a long time to really get it done right with flattening and coloring. So hopefully very soon, uh, when this deal is done, knock on wood, I will be fully announcing who it is and uh, that and announce to you this great bit of news that Zombie Destroyers uh, is moving forward in a faster fashion. <laughs> and issue number one is coming to an end here to where I'll start the marketing and sales campaign of it. And if you want to see what my comic book Zombie Destroyers looks like, just please go over to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers. You'll see six pages. There's the cover page, there's pages one through four, and there's even a picture of Jordan's dad, the artist of Zombie Destroyers, dressing up as a character from my comic called Bruce. It's fantastic. I never thought this early in the game would I have a cosplayer dressing up for the comic book I created called Zombie Destroyers. But anyway, go over to sunspotscomics.com if you want to see what it looks like. Click on Zombie Destroyers. Next up is a quick mention of our segment called Spotlighting. 
Last week on, or two weeks ago on Sunspots Comics issue number 159, I interviewed comic book creator Nandini Bapat. She created this amazing, heartwarming comic book about her grandfather called Aja. You have to check it out on the podcast feed. It's Sunspots Comics issue 159. There's a ton of spotlighting interviews with some great comic book creators, great guests on our podcast feed, like... A few, couple of three or five Fridays ago, I posted a spotlighting interview with comic book artist and movie director, Troy Nixie. It's on the podcast feed. He's an artist of this fantastic Dark Horse comic book called Vinegar Teeth. I love it. He also did Jenny Finn. Look at those two. He has this crazy, wild and wacky kind of art style. It's just something like you've never seen. Very weird and odd. But he also directed a movie that was written by Guillermo del Toro called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. It's... Fantastic monster mash of a horror movie, but uh, more of like a PG-13 horror movie. It's fantastic. Kind of feels like a like a Hellboy spinoff to me. Don't be afraid of the dark. Check it out. Directed by Troy Nixie, who I interview. Written by Guillermo del Toro. It's on the feed. Check it out. Also check out Troy Nixie's social media. It's at Troy Nixie, N-I-X-E-Y. I'm really proud and humbled that he came to the show to do an interview with me. So thank you again, Troy. But check it out. It's called Spotlighting. It's on our feed. If you yourself want to break into comic books or maybe you're in comics and just want to kind of put the word out that you're doing something, we'd love to have a nice little interview chit-chat right here. Just hit me up. Send me some of your comic book work to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com. Or just message me, of course, on all the social media at sunspotscomics. So we want to help support those people in comics or struggling to get in comics, like myself, and let our listeners know about the comic books you are working on. So hit me up and we would love to have a nice little spotlighting interview with you. That's right, you. So now, on to the main course, the centerpiece, the prime cut, the sweet spot of the Sunspots Comics podcast. <laughs> There's so many. I love going on with I love the movie Rocky where he just names every single nickname he has. But uh, <laughs> I just love it. But anyway, um, the, uh, the prime cut, the uh, head honcho of my comic book recommendations and reviews where I share with you my favorite picks of the new comic books that just came out. Uh, this last Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, June 23rd, or June 13th. And of course, semi-spoiler-ish alert! But don't worry, really, I work hard to just inspire you, to get you excited to buy these comics without spoiling them. I would never do that. I want you to experience them, because there's a lot of joy in comic books. You just gotta give them a chance. I never discuss the last few pages. I leave them alone, and I only discover some, I only talk about some, just a few, of the interesting points that makes up a comic book. And there's a lot of interesting points, right? But just in case, you've been super-duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. Also, to see everything I'm reading, to have a, just a kind of encapsulation area of all my favorite picks of the week since I started this podcast, just go over to sunspotscomics.com. I just updated it today. I'm reading 113 titles. I do list them there on my website as to what they are. Um, that's how you can also figure out what I'm not reviewing and what didn't make the great list, is go there. Um, I also... Uh, click on past top picks. I put every single top pick of the week of every podcast I've ever done on my podcast on the website. So just go there. I update it. I simplify it. I compact it every single week. Please go check it out. I'm very proud of it. It's called sunspotscomics.com. So now let me give you this week's artist winner and cover artist winners of the week. Every single week I pick what I believe to be the best comic book art of the week. So here they are. This week's Art winner and cover artist winner is one and the same individual. I love when that happens. It's Mike Del Mundo for Thor, issue number one from Marvel. I mean, this thing is good. By the way, follow him on everything at Deadly Mike. Such an easy name to find him. His art is just glorious. Let's start with the cover. 
I first love the little treatment that he does with these sort of fine neon lines. And it adds this kind of very super colorful look. It's hard to describe, but even in the close-up of Thor's face, you'll see he uses like this kind of blue neon and red that just kind of add this kind of strange, cartoony, very colorful look to Thor. I love it. It's gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. He even, um, Mike Del Mundo uses this kind of sandy edge look where he uses it in kind of lightning effects and just in certain close-ups of skin. It just adds this kind of very cool, speckly, real, realistic kind of mind-blowing effect. It's something like, but very different, than uh, Greg Smallwood, who's one of my favorite artists of all time. But Greg Del Mundo is doing something like it, but a little different, putting his own little twist on it. But... There are some absolutely jaw-dropping, glorious, beautiful pages in Thor issue number one. Like, when you see Juggernaut, Juggernaut just standing there in all of his massive glory. It's phenomenal. But um, the level of detail is top-notch. I love the blurring effect that he has to really give depth to all of the panels. He uses some very unique paneling shapes and sizes. Also, he loves to have art just sort of exploding out of the panel. There's this spot where Juggernaut punches Thor and he just his head flies back and he goes flying. He uses some great sound effects with stars and pow and again all those speckly little effects. And then he has um, an artifact that Thor went to find flying out of the frame, kind of crossing over into three other panels. It looks fantastic. It's just amazing. And he, he uses that blurring tool so perfectly. So you know kind of that there's speed happening. And it's just it's just fantastic, fantastic stuff. You got to see it. Mike Del Mundo, Thor issue number one. Art and cover winner this week. Hands down. There's a two-page splash in this where all the lightning effects almost looks like graffiti written out. It's just so intricate. You have to look at it for a little while and just let your eyes kind of rest there. That's what you're uh, going to get with Mike Del Mundo art. I even love the font that he does, the word Thor, on the cover. It just has this hard edging, uh, very Asgardian kind of language feel. I absolutely love it. Even when he spins the various hammers he uses in this, which also props to all the sort of unique design for all of the different hammers used in this, which I'll get into later. But... Um, just such intricate detail on even each and every single hammer that he draws, which in this comic is like 40, I would say. But um, this thing is amazing. This is one you can just kind of enjoy and look back and read two or three times and don't even look at the word bubbles and just kind of look at the flow of the art and how it progresses. It's wonderful. It's um, just absolutely inspiring art. Thank you, Mike Del Mundo. I will be, I am a fan for life and I'll be following you on everything. Social media stalking you, yes. <laughs> but thank you, Mike Del Mundo, for your fantastic art. You are easily the artist winner and the cover artist winner of the week. Thank you so much. And the breakdown. This week, I actually read 17 comics, and only five of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's right. It's a tough list of things you have to go through to get to be a great pick on the Sunspots Comics podcast. It's doesn't it? Not everybody makes it. So uh, five made it to the Great Ones picks list this week. And there were three brand new number ones, and all three of them made it to the great pick list, which is excellent, which is hardly ever done. So all the three comics that I read that were brand new number ones this week, I will be discussing. They made it to the countdown, so listen extra carefully when I discuss those, because they're brand new number ones you can jump right onto and enjoy and not miss a single thing. So here we go. Here are my top comic book recommendations. This is my great ones list of the best of the new comic books that just came out Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, June 13th. I recommend 
you go to your local comic book shop and buy these today. And of course, when you're there, buy other stuff. Support your local comic book shops. That's something I am a strong advocate of. Always have been. So here we go. These are the great five that I recommend. So coming in at number five is the artist winner and cover artist winner of the week. It's the first of the three new number ones, Thor, issue number one. And this is from art by Mike Del Mundo, artist winner, cover, cover artist winner of the week. Look at it. It's, uh, oh my gosh, fantastic. Written by Jason Aaron. Yes, the Jason Aaron, folks. He has done a ton of things that have been amazing over the years. Eisner winner. Check out Jason Aaron doing Thor issue number one. So I had to check it out. And what I really dig is that for five nine for six bucks, <laughs> you get 42 pages of Thor and Mike Del Mundo's splendid art. They really hit the reset switch here, and I I feel like not much really changed from the last sort of arc of the Thor saga. Um, Odinson is still not worthy. <laughs> he fights the unstoppable Juggernaut, which looks amazing, drawn by Mike Del Mundo. Uh, fresh from the film cells of Deadpool 2. <laughs> I love that we're seeing him. Um, then, uh, he's off to find the wizard. <laughs> yes, his evil brother wizard, uh, god Luke, Loki, of course, uh, to help him repair the Rainbow Bridge in Asgardia. It's been destroyed. He's going to go to Thor for this. So, yes, there's some twists. Plus, Thor really wants some hammer time. <laughs> By in that he actually wants a buttload of hammers. <laughs> he figures if he can't have the hammer, the Mjolnir, then he'll go to Screwbeard and just ask for a ton of hammers. <laughs> Why not? I mean, it, it works. Um, plus, they're on their way to fight Frost Giants. They, there is still a war going on between the realms, and uh, Thor and Loki are taking it to the Frost Giants. Kind of on accident. I don't want to explain what happens there, but it's a nice little interesting twist. Um, oh, and don't forget... There is a huge bonus story at the end of this. Don't skip it. It's really good. Sometimes I do skip some of these, but it looked amazing. It's this bonus featurette, if you will, in the far, far future uh, with Allfather Thor and his three granddaughters. And they respark life on this planet after a millennia of it being barren. And they even hunt this uh, space shark. <laughs> it's fantastic. Full of color. It's gorgeous, gorgeous. Uh, art by Christian Ward. Man, it's top-notch. You gotta go look at it. Um, but man, hunting a space shark. What more do you need in a Thor comic? But it's all very gorgeous. This is a ton of fun. I'm absolutely in. I'm going to stick with it. I thought for a second that the past arc maybe went a little long. And I stuck through it. And I'm glad that I did because the ending was kind of worth it. Ending-ish. Because it just kind of continues on. But a great spot for folks to jump in and, and read Jason Aaron's Thor with gorgeous art by Mike Del Mundo. I hope he stays on. It looks like it takes a long time. I'm expecting him to probably not. It's kind of the Marvel way. But, man, if Mike Del Mundo stays on this, it would be a thing of absolute glorious beauty. So, I hope so. So, that's the number five comic of the week. Thor, issue number one. Check it out. It's fantastic. And coming in at number four is from Aftershock Comics. It's Baby Teeth, issue number 11. This has been by far my favorite Aftershock title of all of them. There's a bunch of great ones. This is the greatest, in my opinion. It just has something a little extra, something a little different. It's written by Donnie Cates, and it's fantastic, edgy, gritty, dark, noir style art from Gary Brown. I follow them on everything. Go to their social media, folks. They're great ones to follow. But man, Baby Teeth, um, if I can kind of recap give you a gist, because we are on issue number 11 of Baby Teeth from Aftershock. 
So the family that wants to save their little baby demon Clark is in the desert of Palestine. And they're in they're hanging out, hiding in the aftermath of this war between uh, the family of baby demon murderers, ultimately. <laughs> so they're just two factions at each other's throat. Uh, Sadie wants to, of course, find her little baby Clark and her sister that are sort of trapped in the Red Realm. Or Hell, basically. But I'm not quite sure if it is Hell, per se. But Sadie's trying to train to impress her father to make sure that he feels comfortable in her going to the Red Realm. And this training's not going so well. <laughs> I actually really enjoy that take because not everyone in every single comic is the chosen one, you know, that's designed to save the day. There should be people that have, you know, various sensibilities. And I really like that. It's a realistic take. I love this sequence where Sadie's final test to enter this Red Realm to try to find her baby Clark and her sister is to fight a one-armed five-year-old antichrist with a baseball bat. <laughs> so there is this lady, Olivia. She lives in Palestine. She managed to keep her demon baby alive, and the world is fine. So that kind of tells you, hey, we can keep Clark alive. We don't need to kill this baby, this antichrist, if you will. But her final test is to fight <laughs> a little antichrist five-year-old Simon with a baseball bat and one arm. Because Olivia says that is your final test. And yeah, it doesn't go well for Sadie. <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell you. I feel like I've said too much. But I love actually this character of Olivia, this Palestinian woman. She is a badass. She pulls Sadie aside at one point and tells her, look, if you disrespect me, I will I will beat you within a pulp of your life. I, I will I will make a mush of your face. And I like that. Olivia is a badass woman. She, she demands respect and to be spoken to. It, with in a respectful manner and I like that it's just I don't know kind of refreshing you don't see that very often she in a way reminds me of my mom my mom is that way she's like no you will speak you will speak nice to me you will speak respectfully period end of story or she loves quoting you know I, I brought you in this world I'll take you out that's my mom <laughs> but uh anyway baby teeth this story is dense it is uh it is interesting it has a unique premise Again, uh, they're trying to keep this baby demon alive. Every time that baby Clark, baby demon Antichrist cries, there's an earthquake. To say the least, there's so much more that goes on. I'm just tickling you with a feather. So go and read Baby Teeth. It is phenomenal. My favorite of all the Aftershock comic titles. It's just fantastic. The best, in my opinion. And now on to the top three of the great pick list. Here we go. So coming in at number three is Weatherman. This is issue number one from Image Comics, written by Jody LeHup, H-E-U-P, however you say that. Uh, glorious, kind of odd and weird, twisted, cartoony style uh, art by Nathan Fox. Big fan of Nathan Fox from here on out. Love the cover. It's like our main character eating a bowl of ramen at a sushi restaurant with a ton of guns surrounding him and even like a dog leg. So there's even like a dog after him pointing its paw at him. And so it... it Kind of gives you a chuckle if you watch carefully. It's an intricate cover. you got to really pay attention. There is something that's fired at him that goes right through his hair. So <laughs> I don't know what that's about. And it's colored in this very strange kind of red and orange and yellow neon look. So it has a kind of otherworldly, strange, very unique indie feel to it. Weatherman. Check out the cover. It's fantastic. But this is the second of the three new number ones that made it to the countdown. So jump in right here to Weatherman, folks. I strongly recommend it. I already read that it's going into second printing. So they are that confident of it. And it looks like it's selling out in most shops. So it's going to second printing. Weatherman, that's right. So our weather dude, great way to describe him here, honestly. He uh, lives on Mars 
with this adorable retriever named Sadie Lady. Gotta love this uh, man and dog friendship that's going on here. It kind of gives me this Anchorman feel in a weird way because he's just always doing hijinks on television when he does his weather reports like like he attempts to breastfeed a baby on live television. <laughs> um, so just to give you a little taste of how odd and goofy our main character, Weatherman, here is. Um, but also another little interesting gist is mankind was wiped out by something. We don't really know what yet. And there was a large population of people that were spared, is what the word was used. So there was a decision at one point, something or someone had decided to wipe out most of humans, but let some of them live on Mars. That's as much as we've gotten. At this point, it's very mysterious, very interesting. Um, so I'm wondering about that, and I, I'm definitely interested and intrigued to read more just to see what their sort of take is on this. Why are they chosen to stay alive on the planet Mars? Um, but then suddenly you have assassins, so you get interest, you get in introduced into our weird weatherman's life, and then these assassins come and they're trying to kill him. I love it. Uh, this is very funny. This looks fantastic. It even sprinkles in some interesting twists and surprises. Yes, and huge, sweet, sweet ass cliffhanger at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's that good. Um, but I'm in. It's goofy. It's odd. It's a little bit of Anchorman. It's this strange weatherman that's really goofy on live TV, but he has people trying to kill him. Huge cliffhanger at the end. Already going to second print, folks. Get Weatherman. It's phenomenal. I really enjoyed it. It was really refreshing and interesting and new feeling. But coming in now at number two is The Magic Order, issue number one. That's right. This is the third of the three brand new number ones that made it to the great list this week. So get all three of these folks. But The Magic Order, issue number one, is from Image Comics, partnered with Netflix. That's right. This is the first uh, foray into the comics world for Netflix and chill. That's right. <laughs> but this is uh, written by fantastic, amazing, uh, kick-ass. Uh, there's so many titles that he's done that are wonderful. Mark Millar. He is a fantastic writer. He loves to do short stories that have his three-act style and really come to a wonderful ending. He's just he's just has a great reputation, and in my opinion, no matter what he does, I will always read it. Uh, and fantastic, realistic, gritty art from Oliver Olivier Copiel. I'm so sorry. I'm, I, I have no idea how to pronounce your name properly. Could be Oliver Coipel. Coipel. I'm sorry. But anyway, um, to give you a gist of this, this is a this is ultimately a hard R rated R Harry Potter. That's kind of what this reminds me of. Amazing, realistic, gritty art. The colors are kind of washed out by Dave Stewart, by the way. Amazing, Eisner winning, one of the best colorists in the business ever, Dave Stewart. But he kind of washes the color out here to give this a very kind of real world feel. Until some of the magic is used, then you see that the color kind of pops from there. And I like that because it makes you kind of lean in to some of the darker panels. And then boom, there's like this wand waving this pink magic color. So, well done. It's this this really heavy, stark contrast that really pops in the color here. And hyper-realistic. Physics are actually realistic. It's just nothing kind of odd or bendy or weird head shape sizes in this. But um, this Moonstone family, it centers around this Moonstone family uh, versus this evil Madame Albany. So, they hate each other. We don't quite understand 100% as to why they really hate each other, but this Madame Albany has a band of black magic magicians that are with her. And the bad guys took out a powerful member of the magic council that's important to the Moonstone family. Why, we still really don't know. We know it's important. 
Because there is some connective tissue maybe missing, but I know Mark Millar, he takes his time, this is what he does, and then he ramps up really fast. He just gets you kind of interested, gets you hooked, sprinkles a little a little cocaine on your cornflakes, corn <laughs> and then you're hooked, and then he pays off a little later. He always uh, does a really fantastic job of paying off, for the most part. And uh, I love this reluctant son, Gabriel. He he's also seems like another sort of centerpiece of this. He chooses a muggle life, for lack of a better explanation, instead of the world of Hocus Pocus, which becomes a major tragedy. I don't want to say any more than that. Uh, in his life. Hmm, foreshadowing much i see <laughs> but there's tons of mystery in this and intrigue it has an interesting foundation of complex story that's definitely very carefully laid out here by mark, mark millar very well done but i'm all in on this thing it looks wonderful again if you like harry potter in a hard r kind of way you're going to love the magic order issue number one get it fantastic art oliver Coypel. wow and it's mark millar folks come on jump on jump in get it but now here we go! Here we're on to the number one, the top comic book pick of the week, the great one, the big cheese, the top kahuna, the supreme leader, the big, the big uh, guy. <laughs> the number one comic book pick of the week is Resident Alien. Alan is in New York, and this is, uh, that's the whole title actually. It's An Alien in New York, Resident Alien. This is, by the way, a uh, first-time top comic book pick of the week. First time ever to be a number one. I've been reading, this is like the, I want to say the fourth or fifth arc of this. So it's probably number 15 in legacy numbering. This is by Dark Horse Comics. This is written by Peter Hogan and this is fantastic, gritty, realistic, noir kind of, very shadowy kind of art from Steve Parkhouse. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Neither one of them really does a lot of social media, I found. I'm still in the middle of cyberstalking them, but... Resident Alien. This series you can jump on all by itself. This is the third issue of uh, the four in this miniseries. And this is a just wonderful mystery that's unfolding. I just loved the pacing of it and it was interesting. Our resident alien here uh, goes to New York with his hired Native American muscle. <laughs> you know, just in case. Who, want, who doesn't want to travel with some American, Native American Indians that, that are your hired muscle? To find this artist named Goliath that went missing. And the reason why he's trying to find Goliath is that the intriguing thing about Goliath is that he signs all of his art uh, with a phone number written in his native alien language. So, subgist, this is the story of an alien on Earth trapped that only certain individuals can see that sort of have extrasensory perception if you will that can see him but he's really trying to just assimilate because he has no idea when he's going to come home he is a doctor in a very kind of small midwest town well he leaves the comfort of this kind of rockwellian midwest town to find this artist goliath that's kind of like ultimately sending him messages through his art but this artist has gone missing so he's trying to put the pieces together uh, i love the look of this kind of flashback 80s art scene i just love it and they really go into into great detail here peter hogan does of goliath this which we may think he maybe he's an alien like our main character you're not quite sure i'm not going to spoil it um into his life a very detailed origin story for goliath and it's just wonderful storytelling it's this story of of love and and loss and art it's just such a rich tapestry of this wonderful character development. It's really at its best here, folks. Solid, realistic art. 
interesting characters, fantastic premise, great setting. It's the whole enchilada, folks. <laughs> That's why it's my number one pick. It's just, it feels like a Nancy Drew mystery novel, uh, which it just has this romantic feel and, and respect towards art and the art scene in the 80s. And it's just this this curious alien doctor that really kind of is very empathetic towards people. It's kind of a, a, a very positive science fiction story where maybe he is a, we don't really know yet if, if he's the part of a invading armada of aliens that are coming. But right now it's him in the smaller sense, being a doctor, trying to help people and now trying to solve this mystery of another potentially shipwrecked alien on our planet named Goliath who ends up being this artist. So interesting character development. It's just... It's a, a deep, um, fantastic piece of piece of prose, honestly. A lot to chew on here, but also not filled with a ton of dialogue. There's lots of storytelling done in the expressions and the, on the face. And it's, he even has this sort of love interest that's sort of reluctant to sort of chase him and follow him. And she sees him. She's one of those few with the ESP. So there's just enough to really get you excited. Trust me, go and get Resident Alien and this is, it will not disappoint, An Alien in New York is this particular miniseries. This is issue three of four. I would definitely get from number one. But you could kind of read this on its own because the other two issues are really kind of set up. They're sort of establishing, uh, again, his life in this Midwest town and him being a doctor and sort of some of the relationships there. But this is where the sort of adventure embarks right here on issue number three of Resident Alien. So get it, folks. Trust me. It's, I give it a full endorsement. Resident Alien from Dark Horse Comics. Check it out. So there you go. That's the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 161. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me lock the vault door. And those are my new comic book recommendations this week for New Comic Book Day, June 13th. Please go to a local comic book shop and buy those comics immediately. Tell them Chris from the Sunspots Comics Podcast, the guy that works at Aftershock Comics, sent you. If you have any questions, comments, or maybe you want your own personal comic book recommendation, email me directly at chris at sunspotscomics.com. Check out our blog at blog.sunspotscomics.com. And would you like some free comic books? Yes, you! All you gotta do, just listen to some past Sunspots Comics podcasts to get some. There are these unclaimed Marvel digital comic book codes in past podcasts. So just go back, listen to some of the old uh, Sunspots Comics podcasts, Grab the Marvel digital code that I read on the podcast. Go to marvel.com slash redeem and you'll get a free Marvel digital comic book. That's right. There are some great ones there still available. So go get them. Also sign up for our email newsletter at sunspotscomics.com slash contact. And hey, go over to cryptidzoo.com. My buddy Julian makes these weird and odd and sweet augmented reality t-shirts based on cryptozoology. You got to use this Erasma app and your smartphone together and it makes the Cryptid Zoo t-shirts come to life. It's crazy cool. You got to see it. Uh, and most importantly, use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you'll get 25% off of your order. Just go over to cryptidzoo.com. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-D zoo.com. And please tune in next week for issue number 162 of the Sunspots Comics podcast. Well, I will be reading a smaller list of 12 new comic books that are coming out June 20th with three new number ones that are coming out. So hopefully they're all great, like the three, all three of this week's new number ones. you got to get those. And so I can recommend them to you for next week's podcast. And please give us a little back here if you want to help us out at the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Please go over to iTunes, give us some positive words on a review and five stars together. 
Um, and you know, I would really appreciate that. It really helps our podcast. I'll even read your review on a future podcast, give you a shout out, and then mail you a little free comic book prize pack of stuff. You know who you are. I've sent some out there, and, and the feedback has been fantastic. I just pile in a bunch of Aftershock comics and other comics and sometimes toys and Legos and just all kinds of things and send you a little fantastic little nerdy prize pack just for giving us a little five-star review on iTunes with some positive words. Please subscribe, listen in, and tell someone. If you really enjoyed the Sunspots comic, share it. Tell someone that you love about us. I would really appreciate that. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of the week, day, night. Um, Maybe you're listening at work with your earbuds, whatever. But I hope the rest of your day is fantastic. Thank you so much for listening. So until next week, spend some time with the ones that you love. And then go read some comic books. And do those two things together. It's even more fun. But happy Father's Day also to my dad, Roger. I love you, Pops. Thank you so much. My Father's Day was wonderful. I hung out with my sister and my brother and my stepmom and my dad. Uh, even took out my father-in-law. And so it's just a great family, fun, fantastic day. But wanted to say happy Father's Day to you, Dad. I love you. My Pops, Rogelio, Roger, Latori. But stay nerdy, my friends, and be like water. See you next week. Bye-bye. He's you take has a thunderous sound Everything, Comics now.